Thanks, as always, for listening to Fluff and Crunch. And as always, if you're liking what you're listening to, like, subscribe, leave some comments, whether this is YouTube or the pod. Join the conversation on our Discord. Anyway, today's episode is about how to restart a campaign that you and your players have shelved for some period of time, how to breathe some life into it, how to get the story going again, and make sure that everyone's on the same page. And if you want to jump right to the content, go to the five-minute mark, and we'll meet you there. Good morning, Chris. Evening, Jeremy. Evening, hello. Um, have you done any gaming recently? Oh, yeah, that. I was going to ask how you are, but you have a bit of a cough, which sounds to me like you have this like crappy, lingering cold like I do. Yeah. So then I decided not to ask. But have I done any, have you done any gaming? Uh, I did. We played Warhammer 40,000 Wrath and Glory on Friday night. And how did that go? Uh, it went well. It's, it's, it goes from being like, well, actually, there was very little combat in it. And then we hit combat and like, Scott was like taken out like, it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is really lethal. And I was like reading through the rules to like work out how you could, oh, we missed that rule. That rule would be really useful. Yeah. So uh, it, it can be, uh, it can be pretty, pretty lethal, which is kind of the point for the setting. Yeah. Really. Sounds like. And they're playing like proper like low level schmucks so there's they're probably going to die this week which is the point like kill their crappy tier one characters so next time they can play tier two. it went really well it's like you know it was getting the setting across and they both like oh man this this whole thing's like really nasty and it was like yes that was kind of what uh That's it was. i'm using a pre-written adventures as well there's a whole bunch of them so yeah it's a good good start we were enjoying Excellent. that how about you well we um took yet another week off from Kingmaker, and we will take this coming week off from Kingmaker as well to do a two-part, not a one-off, but, you know, just a, a, a two-session run of Aris using some of the rules revisions that I've been working on. So this has been the first time I've been able to roll these out with, um, with people to test them. And, uh, and, I mean, given the limited use of them, I'm, I'm happy with uh, with how it's gone. So yeah, people were, people enjoyed it. It, it worked well. I mean, you know, I mean, 2d20 just as you're fond of saying, it just works. You know, they're the, the, the core of it, especially for action, uh, it just works. And, um, so yeah, we, we ran a session of that set in, in Aris, set in a, uh, a frontier town there. And I added some meat to that. So there's more, there's more stories, more canon growing around it. And it, it went well, it was a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll finish that up this weekend and they might end up all dead. Um, they might end up captured by the, you know, horrific forces of evil. Who knows? We'll find out. But, um, the forces of evil in Aris, like the elves. Well, okay. The four there, yeah, the elves definitely are, um, the elves are definitely not benevolent. That is apps, but they're they're utterly convinced that they are, which in some ways makes them even more dangerous than just like nasties. But uh, actually, the forces that are that that the that the characters have to deal with in this short story arc have nothing to do with the elves. They are other things that are welling up out of the land and causing problems. I, I think the elves in Eris are actually the good guys. I feel like they're being misrepresented by their author. Shocking. No. no, they're not. They're not. Colonial bias. I am, I'm so tired of like these almost deathless things, the, you know, the elves that are just presented as like, oh, the happy forest people, and they're your, it's my thousand-year-old friend. I'm like, dude, th that thousand-year-old elf is not even going to look at you like a bug. 
So I'm writing them accordingly. Anyway, <laughs> but what but what I mentioned though, you know, the fact that we 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 actually have not played Aris, not Aris. What am I talking about? We haven't played Kingmaker since the end of December. Oh, that's going to be quite a while then. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's because of work, travel, and like other things going on in people's lives in the group, and then I've been sick, and so that actually precipitated, uh, <coughs> excuse me, my desire to do this episode because we by the time we actually play Aris again, it will have been like seven weeks. Not Aris. Why do I keep saying that? Kingmaker. By the time we get back to Kingmaker, it'll be in about seven weeks. So I wanted to pick your mind, because not your brain, because that's gross, um, <laughs> about uh, uh, how do we restart? How do you return to a campaign that you have shelved? That's what we're going to talk about today. And I have some ideas, and I want to see what you think about the ideas, and I'm curious what your ideas are. Yeah. I mean, I have some ideas because I, I again, I had to do this yep. a lot last year because we, me, Scott and Brian were doing this, yep. well, the idea was a rotating thing. So yeah, when we started, you know, Brian did a session and then we were like, oh, we liked that, did a second session. And then I did a session or two and then Scott did it. So by the time we got back to Brian, it had been three weeks. Yeah. By the time it got back to mine again, it had been three or four weeks. So yeah, like almost every time we came back to us, it had been a month or sometimes longer before we played it so it was constantly restarting campaigns. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I'm I'm not interested personally in going into like why you shelve a campaign. Like there's all kinds of reasons people do that, but and I'm not interested obviously in the campaigns you shelve with no intention of coming back to them because obviously you're you're not going to resurrect them if you have no like you don't like them. We're just done with this thing. Yeah. But um but when you've had that several week or maybe longer break um how do you get things going again? Um, I mean, presumably you're going back to it because people are interested in it and you're interested in it. Everyone looks at each other and goes, we want to go back to those characters. We want to go back to that place. Or maybe you ended in like a cliffhanger of some sorts and people are excited about getting back to it and resolving that, um, that moment. One thing, it does make a massive difference how long it's been. Mm -hmm. And I think the reality is it's like, has it been, is it, is it in recent enough that people can remember you know bits and bobs or is it actually so long ago that people can't remember you know they, they can't remember anything like beyond broad brush strokes yeah and like uh i i think i can remember what class i was and you know so it it, it kind of like you know how, how much damage limitation are you going to have to do to sort of paper over the cracks and stuff because that is a thing and actually i think you you might have to admit which is not the point of what we're doing but if it's been so long that you actually can't remember anything yeah then at that point, you may be questioning, uh, do we even need to carry on with the same characters? Maybe it's just the system we yeah. want to go back to and we could have new characters. Anyway, that's not the situation. That's not what we're talking about. No. That is a question you probably should ask yourself before we say, right, we're going to restart. Because um, I have that. So, for example, the Infinity. We've often said we'd go back and replay Infinity. Mm -hmm. But do we really need to go back to the two characters? Because they did, they did die. But in Infinity, death isn't death because they're, yeah, they're, up, they're backed up somewhere. They're in the cloud. So they can have new bodies and carry on. But since I suspect that neither of them can remember anything about their characters. What's the point? Um, what would be the point? Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I, would, I mean, you can start with, uh, why don't you start with ideas of what you've got and I'll then go over what I did last year. Well, I think this is a, this is a campaign with which my players are familiar 
but I think that it, it's important for me to remind them and remind myself. And I, I think as GM, going through the work of preparing to remind your players serves the purpose of reminding you as well. Like you make sure that you're tuned up and ready to go by going through the process of it's like making a cheat sheet you know your 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 teacher says yeah. oh you can make an index card to use on the on the test but only a little one and so you end up working so hard coming up with ideas to fit on the index card you end up remembering them you don't need the index card i think as gm when you prep to 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 help the players get their heads about them again you'll end up doing the same thing for you i for me i looked at this and i thought my first question and i already have the answer for kingmaker is when you're when you're picking up a campaign you're taking a campaign off the shelf do you start immediately where you left off or do you start at some other point in time you could either start after or depending on how things ended if you wanted to retcon some things you could dial the clock back and say let's start a, let's undo some of the the loose ends where we left off you know you go back to the point where everyone was like okay now we're all on the same page I, I think that's a question you should ask yourself. And, and more than likely, the norm is going to be we pick up where we left off. And my gut says that you're fast forwarding it some, which I do want to talk with you about. Um, that would be probably like the second most common response. We're going to pick up right where we left off because of the nature of the campaign and what we were doing with it. So that, that, that's the first thing I needed to, to answer, you know. Um, no, I, I think that makes it because because the kingmaker thing you're doing is kind of time dependent you know if they've just finished the first book for want of a better word the first you know part of the adventure path and they've now got like the encampment then you could you could you know jump a month you could you can't take a huge jump in time because the whole point is things it's kingmaker's like almost like real time things are always happening yeah um but yeah in a lot of other campaigns i uh, my sort of personal thing would be like the longer it has been in the real world, the longer you probably want to make it in game, depending on what's going on. You know, if you've made this thing that there's an evil big army and it's coming in sort of three or four months time, then you can't move ahead of you. All right, we're going to pick up three months from where we last left. Oh, it's too late. The world's been destroyed. Um, but I do think moving it on in real, like in game time is probably a good idea most of the time. Because then it gives you two things. One, it gives you a reason for like why we don't quite remember what happened last time because it's it's actually been a while for the characters. Other stuff's happened since then. It also means you get to do fun things at points. You could do flashback episodes. You could actually fill in the gaps. Um, you could give the characters things to do that's happened in the last month or two since they've been there, which gives you some little things to play with and extra things to buy. And it may be because one of the biggest problems with taking a, a gap is that if you've seeded little plot elements, those plot elements have probably been forgotten now. So then that gives you a chance to like see new plot yeah. elements into the sort of the two months that's gone. So, um, yeah, I definitely think I don't like the idea of going back and going, what's the last point we remember? Let's start there. That seems because people are going to remember different things, but definitely yeah. starting where you were up to makes perfect sense. Yeah. Moving a little bit on. I think makes, well. yeah, I, I like, I know that given the nature of, the Kingmaker campaign, uh, the adventure path, you know, we're, we are close to the end of the, the first book. There are some loose ends and there are some things that they have not done, explored, seen that they could either do, they can either do those things before the, the big culminating scene of the book, or they could conceivably do those things afterward, you know? And uh, so what I need to do though, 
is I need to I need to come up with a way to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Yeah. So we all remembered where we left off. Um, and that, I think, when you're picking up where you left off, that's really important. So how, like, I, what I'm going to do, you tell me what you think about this, and we can kick around this as, a, as an idea, add some other ones as well, is I'm going to write up a short summary. Yeah. I mean, pretty boneheaded, nothing, nothing really shocking or groundbreaking about that. I'm going to write about a page summary that is going to say, this was big picture what was happening. This was kind of the direction the party was headed, and this is, a, this is where we left off. This is what was going on when we left off. And what I think I'm going to do, because, because of the nature of Kingmaker, Kingmaker's not like, it's not like shelving a, a dungeon crawl campaign where you're in, you know, room N or something like that on the dungeon yeah. map. You know, there's, there's a lot of breathing room story-wise and timing built into the, the Kingmaker story. And so it's not like I have to pick up exactly where we left off. Um, I'll end up picking up within the same week or so, but I still need to write that summary and then provide that to the players. And then what I'm going to suggest that they do is everyone reads it. I'll provide that to them like a week before we reconvene for that game so that I'm courteous to their use of time. And I'm also going to suggest that everybody reread their character. Yeah, we did. I mean, I never, I never wrote things out. When we were going back to our D&D campaign last year, what we did most of the time, me and Brian did different things. I would normally just have my notes in the last session. So I'd pretty much just write, right, to remember, we did, you did this thing, you did this thing. Oh, yeah. And I'd do it like a conversation. You would just, um, in other words, you, when you gathered the game, you would just start off with and say, hey, this is where we were. Yeah, and we'd all go, oh, okay, that would be it. And, you know, the main points. Brian used to do kind of what you did. Now, he didn't give us it ahead of time, but he would have written a summary, but he would kind of editorialized it. So he'd put his own twist on things, almost like, you know, the narrator. So, you know, like last time, such to this hat, this thing. So rather than, I, I would literally just be just winging it based on my notes and remembering what I'd wanted to happen and what had happened and just kind of giving a summary. Brian was actually going away and, and like rewrite, well, not rewriting because it wasn't, but it was, oh, you know, someone did something stupid and this thing on the, the heroic, blah, blah. So, you know, he was putting like a, a, a narrator's spin on and it, so it was more interesting to listen to going back. Gotcha. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. So, so, um, you know, that was it because our sessions aren't super long. So actually usually there wasn't too much to remember. And cause we'd only done small bits I mean, that was a difference for us. It, we weren't recapping months of play time. Right. It was always ever one or two sessions. But it was one or two sessions over it. Yeah, the, the good thing, the good thing is that I'm I've been using the uh, Obsidian Portal website to like write up session summaries and our and the characters are people's characters, not necessarily the crunchy bits of the characters, but a little bit of the background of the characters. Uh, those things are are posted there. And you know, I I have had experiences in the past where because of the party of players, we have made extensive and really terrific use of the obsidian portal. But you know, the hard thing is it's, I can't, I cannot expect people to spend time on the game between sessions. I can ask, I can encourage, but I mean, realistically, we've all got lives, we all got things going on and, and I'm not gonna spend hours upon hours on the thing. So it kind of depends on, on uh, you know, the people involved in the campaign at, at that, 
point in time and like where we are. But the nice thing is that I do have the campaign on Obsidian Portal. So what I can, that's where I'll write that summary. Yeah. And then if there are things that I need to point back to, like for example, one of the things that's really important in Kingmaker is the hex crawl aspect to it, yeah. which I, I actually really love. It's a kind of an old school feel. You're mapping out, you know, the, and exploring these lands and you're identifying what's in this area and what's in that area. And so we've been keeping track of the hexes that are explored. We have a big old map that's laminated that's on my game table that we have right on and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, kind of immersive in that respect. And so what I'm going to do is use the map use the digital version on the obsidian portal just to remind people like these are the areas you've explored these are the things that you found these are the kinds of people you've encountered and the 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 responses that you've gotten from them and then when we come together because i can't really guarantee that everyone will have read that summary in detail <laughs> like when you assign homework to students you can't be guaranteed they're actually going to do it before they come to class or at all that i will go over that again like you would have and then i'll use the map there in front of us because i i'll send you a picture of it or something the map is like three and a half by four feet and laminated and the hexes are like the size of uh, like wow. drink coasters jesus it's it's really cool uh so i'll use that as a as a physical focal point to make sure that everybody's right there and then i'm i'll take the opportunity also to um in the summary that i distribute in advance of our return session i will I'll use that summary as an opportunity to push some story elements that I want them to, I want the, to, to be on like the top of their mind when we restart the session. So we'll pretty much start where we left off. Um, same, same characters, same everything. Um, and that's what I'll do to, uh, to remind them. I think the fact that you've got that campaign, not campaign software, but you know, you've got that campaign organizer thing there to be able to point them all at something. That's really, really useful. Um, because, yeah, the fact that, like, our character shoots were always online. So, like, before we'd start, like, we'd say, right, we can meet in this Friday. Yes, we would. And Brian would be like, right, well, what character level? So one thing Brian would, me and Brian would always be doing was going and making our characters for the next session. So we'd always be familiar with our characters ahead of time. The first thing would be like, are we the right level? The awkward ones would be when we'd say we were going to meet, and then we didn't, but we'd already done the characters. And then we're like, what, what character level is it next? Crap, I can't remember. Well, it says they're this. Oh, but we might have already said it was that. Yeah. But yeah, but at least going back and looking at the characters beforehand, that was always useful. Um, but yeah, having that kind of, you've got that, that, that resource there with all of the stuff that they can, you can point them to go and look at it. And like you said, give them some homework to. That's really handy to have. Yeah. Um, obviously. And if you, you know what, if you're not, if you don't have that, I would just use like a shared document. Just use Google Drive and mm -hmm. write up a session summary and just share it to everybody. Yeah. I mean, heck, you could share it out to people and share it to them so they can comment on it. And if people had questions, they can just drop comments. And then yeah. it's a shared document. Everyone sees the, the, the questions that are. And of course, this, this obviously this goes back to how much time and effort will your players invest in the game away from the session? And that's going to vary by person, by campaign, and by point in time. I mean, there may be times, you know, like for example, one of the guys in my group um, just started a full-time teaching job. He's teaching high school now uh, full-time for the first time. So he's busy during the week. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there are plenty of different ways digitally to, to provide a, you know, a shared document so that people don't end up asking the same questions time and over, over again.
Um, what about your idea of fast forwarding? And I think your, your, your idea of fast forwarding the timeline in the game to match or perhaps reflect, leverage the fact that we took three months off from this game. Do we really want to start off exactly where we were? Yeah. Um, what would be your judgment call as to how far out to push it or when to say, yeah, we've been away long enough. I think we're going to push the campaign story along and maybe do things like, hey, everybody add a level or, or something like that. What's your thinking about that? Because I, I like Yeah, that. I mean, so I, I actually used this before my final session. So partly, you know, we'd never said how long, but our original idea was we we're going to run it for the whole year. And then we decided that, you know, we were going to have the whole summer off. So we'd have like lost our train by then. I was like, well, I want to finish my bit. But I knew there was stuff that we needed to do because they'd kind of like got to this point where like this big thing had happened. And then the next thing really they needed to go off and so almost like build an army and then have this massive big fight scene with a big army behind them as well as fighting the bad guy. But I didn't have the time to do that. So it was a slightly different reasoning. But it was a kind of a thing. I actually also, I wanted them to split off. Now, if I had done this in real time, it would have been a couple of sessions, but it would have been a couple of sessions of them doing different things. So actually, I just did it all through Discord and messages. I had them, you know, they, they literally over the space of sort of one or two weeks, I would kind of go, well, here's some things you can do. And they would message me, well, I want to do this choice. And then I'd have to do some dice rolling things. And, you know, I would go, right, well, and once they said what they would do, I would kind of roll some dice and say whether things were successful or not. Uh, they, you know, and then I'd give them the consequence. This is what's happened. What you're going to so they were kind of playing like you know, kind of a play by post thing that you know some people might have done back in the day. But I mean, some people still do that now. But you know, so kind of doing an online play, but literally by post is very slow because things only move as quickly as people respond to uh, to the messages. But I use that to sort of move the story on in the background because you know we weren't we hadn't got back to playing the game yet and i didn't have i didn't want to i wanted these separate things to happen and i leveled them up while they were doing it it was kind of like you know i think let's hypothetically they were about level eight when we stopped and i really wanted them to be sort of level 12 for the big final thing so i had them skip levels they did like as they did start and they they got extra special magic items and they recruited these people um and i basically did it all separately so you know i when they met up again it had been, you know, a couple of months in game time, but it was also be a couple of months in real time. And these other things that happened in the background, but they were then totally engaged in what was going to happen when we started again, because we'd had these little stories going on the whole time. You know, it, we hadn't been meeting in real time doing this, but because I was sending them, you know, I can go back and I literally I had a discord channel just for Scott and I had a discord channel just for Brian yeah, um, with all of the things that were happening. So they knew like they knew where the characters leveled up to. They knew what items they picked up. They knew which people they'd met on the way. Uh, and, you know, they'd had their own little adventures, but it meant they knew, they very much knew where they were. They knew what they were doing. They knew what the next big thing was. And this had all happened behind the scenes because I did it, at, at, you know, outside of the actual game environment. And so that was a really good way of sort of when we then restarted and went into this big climactic thing. They were both totally ready for it. They were very up for it. Everyone was like, well, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've got all these cool stuff I want to use. Um, so, yeah, that works great. Uh, that, and I'd, a, I'd recommend that for that kind of thing. That's a clever way, too. I mean, Discord is it's easy to set up. Lots of people know how to use it. Um, and especially just as like a text channel. Yeah, you create, you know, you just create separate channels for people that are private that are just you you to them and you yeah. can you could share some of those secrets actually you know one of the things that 
that I found when it comes to pumping life back into a campaign that had been shelved is you need you need your players at least some of the players to come in like jazzed and ready to go and and some people will just they're excited to get back and they're excited to get back into their character and so they're going to do that but one thing that i found and i'll do this uh before we pick up kingmaker here week after this is i will provide each of the players with some little tidbit some little secret now the obsidian portal has this you know this posting um function that you can they're basically like blog posts but you can you can assign portions you can add player secrets so in effect it has the same sort of function as as what a private discord channel would uh would do but i'm gonna i'll I'll try to i'm gonna sprinkle some things on there so that people show up and they feel like oh my character knows something or has some opportunity based on things that are going on so that it 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 gives them it gives them an easy way to get going yeah um so that they can get back into the action and get reconnected to the story quickly so that we don't spend the first session like mentally wandering people have a purpose already i think that's an important piece whether and that's whether you're picking up where you left off or you are moving the timeline along you got to be able you you have to give things people you have to give people things to do so that they the game gets going right away instead of like this kind of like we're cold and we have to warm up again there's going to be enough of that already if you give people a little bit of encouragement and and like like i said little little kernels or crumbs to to go after uh that can help get things going faster no, I think that's a really good idea. I think that's, that, that's essentially, I think that kind of covers everything. If you, the two main things you want, everyone needs to remember what was going on so that they know what they can do next. But also people need to be engaged. And I think the downside you've got when it's been a big, long time and people have kind of, they're not a bit fuzzy about what was happening, but they also won't be like excited about what happens next. So anything you can do to like, you know, if it's dropping little hints to people or it's actually like running through some things with them separately before they get back in, anything you can do. So the minute you start, you, you're ready to go. You're like, you know, because when you start a new campaign, like we said, you've made a new character, you're really excited. I want to try this new character out. I want to, you know, and so people are excited. So when you come back, it could be sometimes that people are a bit like, mm. so actually well, one nice thing is just to throw people an extra level if it's D&D. If it's something else, yeah. you know, throw people a few XP. So they're excited to try some new shiny toys with their characters yeah. and they're engaged in the plot because you've given them something as well as what has happened. Here's some extra little things that we're And especially if you if it. you move the campaign along a little bit time-wise, then you have an opportunity to add those kinds of things. Or maybe there are maybe there are some questions, you know, figuratively or literally your your characters were trying to answer or get answered and you just provide those answers to them so that they they feel like they've got something already that they're that they can work with. So yeah, I say I think that the main thing is the summary. And and I prefer. I know you said that like you know you you do this like you know you sit down and you just talk through it with people. I actually think that something written, whether it's physical or digital, something that that people could refer back to. I think that's really helpful. Um, and then yeah, throwing some throwing some things at the individual uh, characters so that they they feel something they feel a, a need and an opportunity um 
that will wrap them back into the story. And obviously, if you're running a, a published campaign, go back and read. Yeah, that sounds silly, but go back and read. Make sure that you're clear on things. Um, and uh, and if it's your own homebrew, I mean, if you've got notes, go back and read your notes. Obviously, I think the same thing goes to the players because, like, like me and Scott and Brian will well, Brian won't because his handwriting's terrible. You can't tell his notes, but like me and Scott will take notes when we were players. So that when we started again, we had notes ourselves to refer back to. We didn't have to just rely on like the GM. I think that's another. So that's another thing you have to bear in mind. Like how uh, do your players take notes and how good is their note taking? Because <laughs> if they do, the whole thing's a bit easier. You can actually tell them to refer to their notes without having to do too much work yourself. But if they don't take any notes at all, then yeah, you're going to have to do a bit more of the work. To, yeah. All right. This is, this is what happened. So. I think yeah. in an instance like that, if you have players who are not necessarily more passive, but they are, they're there for the action in the session and that's it. Yeah. I think that you probably should approach something else you should add to your consideration of bringing the game back is think about like, what did I do that, that breathed life into the original start and yeah. maybe try to drum up some of that spirit. Now, obviously this, this can be complicated by let's say you are running a dungeon crawl and you did leave off in that room with like that thing going on um yeah you've got to figure out a way to either pick up right in the middle of the action or actually i would think you just just narratively resolve that piece to give people an opportunity to start moving forward again instead of expecting them to like all right everyone roll initiative and it's been months well, there we go. There's some handy suggestions at restarting a campaign. There we go. Okay. So if you have done this, which I'm sure that you have, um, lots of people have done this, uh, let us know what you think. Do the like, the subscribe, the get involved, the all that good stuff. Leave a comment. Um, if you have some specific tips, we would love to, to hear it. Hear them, rather. Happy Valentine's Day. And that too. Thanks as always for listening. We hope you like this episode. We hope that you like. We hope that you subscribe. We hope that you join the conversation in the comments or on our friendly Discord.